0: Introduction. Why a gold standard lies in our near future. More and more, people are asking if a gold standard will end the financial crisis in which we find ourselves. The question is not so much if it will help or if we will resort to gold, but when. Congressman Ron Paul. Forward to the Minority Report of the U.S. Gold Commission, July 1982. Contrary to the conventional wisdom of the current economic mainstream that the gold standard is but a quaint historical anachronism, there has been an unceasing effort by prominent individuals in the U.S. and also a handful of other countries to try and reestablish a gold standard ever since President Nixon abruptly ended gold convertibility in August 1971. The U.S. came particularly close to returning to a gold standard in the early 1980s. This was understandable following the disastrous stagflation of the 1970s and severe recession of 1979 to 82, at that time the deepest since WW2. Indeed, Ronald Reagan campaigned on a platform that he would seriously study the possibility of returning to gold if elected president. Once successfully elected, he remained true to his word and appointed a gold commission to explore whether the U.S. should— and how it might, reinstate a formal link between gold and the dollar. While the commission's majority concluded that a return to gold was both unnecessary and impractical, Fed Chairman Paul Volcker had successfully stabilized the dollar and brought inflation down dramatically by 1982. A minority found in favor of gold and published their own report, The Case for Gold, in 1982. Also around this time, in 1981, future Fed Chairman Alan Greenspan proposed the introduction of new U.S. Treasury bonds, backed by gold, as a sensible way to nudge the U.S. back toward an explicit gold link for the dollar at some point in future. In the event, the once high-profile debate in the U.S. about whether or not to return to gold eventually faded into relative obscurity. With brief exceptions, consumer price inflation trended lower in the 1980s and 1990s, restoring confidence in the fiat dollar, which was particularly strong in the late 1990s. By the 2000s, economists were talking about the great moderation in both inflation and the volatility of business cycles maestro Alan Greenspan and his colleagues at the Fed and their counterparts in many central banks elsewhere in the world were admired for their apparent achievements. We now know, of course, that this was all a mirage. The business cycle has returned with a vengeance, with by far the deepest global recession since WW2, and the global financial system has been teetering on the edge of collapse off and on for several years. While consumer price inflation might be low in the developed economies of Europe, North America, and Japan, it has surged into the high single or even double digits in much of the developing world, including in China, India, and Brazil, now amongst the largest economies in the world. The economic mainstream continues to struggle to understand just why they got it so wrong. They wonder how the U.S. housing market could have possibly crashed to an extent greater than occurred even in the Great Depression. They look for explanations in bank regulation and oversight, the growth of hedge funds and the so-called shadow banking system. Some look to global capital flows for an answer, for example, China's exchange rate policy and huge cumulative current account surplus. Where the mainstream generally fails to look, however, is at the current global monetary regime itself.